Hello and welcome to IOSH Magazine's podcast series. These podcasts will feature exclusive interviews with industry experts, behind-the-scenes discussions with members, and conversations with future leaders of the health and safety profession. In this episode, I speak to Chris German, IOSH's Thought Leadership Manager, about human capital and social sustainability. Chris breaks down this important concept and explains how IOSH is connecting the conversation with its Catch the Wave campaign. So welcome back, Chris. It's great to have you on the podcast again. Following from our previous episode on thought leadership, there's been significant interest in the subject of health and safety in relation to human capital and social sustainability. Can you tell me a little bit more, please? Well, thank you, Kelly. I'm delighted to be back and equally delighted to hear that members have been interested to hear more about this very important subject. So can we start a little bit by breaking down the subject into smaller manageable parts? Yes, of course. Uh, it's important to explore the relationships between the key elements and not lump everything together under one heading. Definitely. So let's dive right in. Okay, well, look, let's take the bigger picture first. Here's a question for you. What does sustainable mean? I don't mean how we define it necessarily. Just what does it mean as a concept? Well, isn't it about being here today and tomorrow and the day after and hopefully doing something worthwhile? It, Kelly, it's exactly that. Yes, at its heart, it's about surviving and hopefully thriving. But the key is doing that in a way that leaves as little negative impact as possible whilst generating something positive. Typically, there are three main areas that organisations would consider, and these are people, planet and profit. It's a fairly rough division but it works and is acceptable to most. However, there's a fairly wide misconception, though, that it relates almost entirely to the environment, which is something we need to dispel. So I'm guessing that, obviously, safety and health falls largely under the people sector when you say planet, profit and people. Absolutely, Kelly. Yes, it, it does contribute into all three sectors, as do other disciplines, but we need to focus somewhere to begin with. And at this point, it's necessary to introduce the subject of human capital. Yes, you mentioned human capital in the last podcast. What does it mean? I did, yes. Well, in the time that we have, as always, the easiest way to look at it, it is a way of measuring or describing the value of people, principally our, our, our workers. It's a sort of balanced view, if you like. What do we invest in them and what do they contribute organisationally? It's a very simple view, but one we'll have to use for the moment. The key is that in order to get more out, you have to be prepared to put more in. But that's more than just health and safety, surely? Oh, for sure. Yes, Kelly. It's equality, diversity, uh, inclusivity, human rights, employment law, OSH, obviously, vulnerable groups and so on. But taking OSH just for today, there's a discussion to be had as just how good OSH contributes to sustainability through the route of human capital via the people's section of sustainability. Right. So let's get a little bit more into that then. Well, it's like this. As a profession, we tend to be driven by regulation and standards, etc. We write our management systems around those things in order to direct the necessary output. These outputs generate actions such as writing risk assessments, conducting audits, writing policies and such. These are outcomes, 
Risk assessment, for example, can be used to generate improvements in the workplace. And that's good, of course. But if we see those improvements, the outcomes, as the end game, then we're missing a trick. Are you saying there's a benefit that we're not capturing? Ah, exactly that, Kelly. Yes, I am. What we're not capitalising on is the impact that this has on our workers. You mean like less incidents? Ah, well, now you see, that's the common trap, Kelly. I'm sorry. Less incidents is an outcome as a result of a system requirement. The impact factor is the effect that this has on how workers feel, how they act, how they behave and respond. Conducting risk assessments, even when they involve workers, isn't the end story. Changing the score on a risk assessment from medium to low is pretty meaningless to most workers. What they will see is the improvements that affect their work, less dust, lower noise, clear, tidy workplaces, more reliable equipment, visible leadership, and training that answers their needs, etc. that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, so I can see that, but how do you measure that in any way? Well, that is another really good question. In fact, it's a key question. Um, it's about responses and measuring those responses. Uh, if people feel safer and it's a healthier environment, they will be more inclined to participate and to contribute to future change. It's about building trust. If there's more trust, then there'll be more openness, more transparency, and this in turn will contribute to a more just culture. So really, this is about being visible, relevant and appealing then? Oh, I like that, Kelly. That's a really great summary. Great, great idea. I might steal that. Um, yeah, when workers feel that their contributions matter, they will contribute more. And that's where initiative and innovation come in. People are much more likely to remain within an organisation where there's a mutual trust and respect and, and appreciation. With this, there is less drain of organisational knowledge, less wastage and lower costs associated with recruitment and churn. Flexible businesses that are willing to learn and grow will present more opportunity for individuals to grow within them. And as we know, having future prospects is a part of basic human needs. People who stay and contribute the most that they can only leads to one thing, and that is success. Building a sustainable business isn't possible if the business itself isn't successful in the here and now. I have to ask, Chris, does this all happen on its own? Oh, wouldn't that just be fantastic, Kelly? Yeah, that, that really would be magic. But no, I'm afraid it requires work and commitment. Each stepping stone, as it were, We'll, we'll need a push and a pull to get it going. And this is where the relationship with operational managers comes in. When I say operational managers, I mean the managers in the business who are not the OSH professionals. As OSH professionals, we need to learn a new language, one that's beyond the traditional compliance speak, which will chime with non-OSH managers in the organization. We need to be selling the impacts, not the outcomes. If we do this, we'll be compliant and less likely to be prosecuted isn't something that will make managers say, wow, that's fantastic and such a help to me. But what role does higher leadership have to play in all of this? Well, their role is to prepare the way, is to open doors, remove obstacles, as it were, and allow this to take place. And they need to encourage these conversations. They need to buy into the whole concept of sustainability. 
which I'm sure they do, and then ask their teams what contributions can be made across all of the sectors. These questions and more, of course, are being addressed in our Catch the Wave campaign, currently running at IOSH. It's a good time to be connecting into the conversation, Kelly. There's a second white paper due for release soon, and I'd urge all of your listeners to be looking out for that, as it's full of incredibly useful insight into the contribution that OSH can make to sustainability, and, and of course, has been making for years. This is not about doing something new particularly. It's about how to harness that which has been achieved through hard work. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to reading that white paper. And if any of our listeners want to know more about the Catch the Wave campaign, the January-February issue of IOSH magazine, um, the cover feature in that issue um, explains a bit more about the Catch the Wave campaign. And actually speaking to you today, Chris... Um, I certainly understand a lot more about it. It was really interesting. Thank you very much for joining the podcast. Well, that's fantastic, Kelly. And as always, it's been a delight and a pleasure to talk to you and and, and your listeners. And hopefully what uh, I've said today will spark some interest uh, or further interest in the Catch the Wave campaign and the part that Osh can play in making a more sustainable business. Thanks very much, Chris. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. See you next month for another conversation on all things health and safety.